Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's take a look at the weather forecast. Um, Tomorrow, 33 for a high. Thursday, 27. Friday, 39. Saturday, chance of snow or rain during the day. High of 42 degrees. Sunday, high of 36. Currently, Minneapolis, mostly clear and 25 degrees. Ken Novak Jr. knows a whole lot about the game of basketball. Storied coach, of course, at Hopkins High School. State championships have been a norm. And I can there's two players in the NBA right now from his program, and I can remember both of them. When I had conversations with him in high school, he said, uh, on individual conversations about each one, he said, they're going to make some money someday. And I thought, I wonder how you can project that right now versus the great player. And he joins us now. Ken, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, good. How, what, I mean, what what is the skill set that you would see in high school that says, because you, know, you had so many great college players, but but what is the defining thing in, in a guy like Najee or, or Coffee that you go, hey, they got MBA skills? You know what? Part of it is, you know, all the kids want to say what you have to do is everybody, the parents, they want to think that you have to score. Mm-hmm. But what made those kids different is um, they actually had just a, such a good feel of the game. Their feel was phenomenal. And um, they could they could play, they could practice, they they had good concentration, focus skills, but they just had a, a natural feel that came with it, and they they enjoyed basketball and they played it a ton. Um, you know, you never know because you never know what's going to take place. But I did think both of them had a had a really good shot at it, and uh, you know, both of them were kids that you know people didn't look at right away, and so. It's not like something like eighth grade or ninth grade. Everybody's going to say this guy's a phenom. Yeah. But by the time they they were seniors, you could tell they were going to be pretty good players. Do you do you only develop that through playing a lot of pickup basketball? How do you develop a, a court sense and a feel of what we call either basketball IQ or basketball instincts? You know, that's a real debatable issue. Um, I think part of it is taught. Part of it is going to be learned. Um, you know, a lot of it's how the brain works and how the kids work um, when they're playing it. I, you know, both players were players that, you know, weren't worried so much about their own individual stats. They were really worried about seeing the game as a whole, trying to win games. And when that happens, you, you start being able to anticipate better than anybody else. And both of their work ethics were, were special. I mean, I, um, you know, it's like a Zeke. A Zeke, we talked about the first thing he had to do that first year is, he had to really be able to shoot the ball. Now, he always could shoot it, but in order to play in the NBA, those guys just playing knock it down. Yep. And he literally spent three, four hours a day just shooting the ball. 
this year in order to get more court time, we really wanted to concentrate on him being able to defend and rebound. And we need to re- defend multiple players because the NBA, there's so many um, there's so many switches that are going to be going on. Yeah. And Zeke literally spends two hours every day before every game going through the other team, who he might be guarding, what they're doing, their tendencies. He's trying to create a, a brain patterning that makes it go. And the next year he wants to put the ball on the floor and start getting shots for other people. Um, Amir was always really good at that. Amir's ability to move the ball, it's a little bit like Paige Becker's. Everybody talks about Paige Beckers, but I don't think they realize how well she sees the game, and her passes are on target and on time every time, um, and it's what makes her special. Well, yeah, Kerwin Walton sitting up there in North Carolina, he's kind of an up-and-down year of career there for, for a couple of years, and I watch him work out in the summer, and I go, you'd swear it's an NBA player. Um, is that a question of system? Is that a question? Because he, he is so skilled. In individual workouts, hey, what happens sometimes to the guy that looks like an NBA player and it's not going well so far? Or, or is that one of those things where a different system would do him good, or what is it? You know, I think a different system, different players might be good for him. Um, he shoots the ball unbelievably well. Unbelievable. Last year, playing for for Roy Williams, he really had a great year. Um, I think he set a record in in uh, North Carolina number threes. Um, they have two guards that I think are. They're point, both point guards. They both play. They were both the top 15 in the nation. And um, they're getting time. They're shoot-first guys. And, um, you know, that hasn't been the greatest thing for Kerwin. Um, it'll be interesting. I, You know, so much has becomes confidence about getting playing time. If you get playing time, it's amazing what can take place. Um, taking advantage of that playing time when you do have it. Knowing what everybody's looking for. Um so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this year. Ken Novak, Jr. Hopkins coach, is, is our uh, guest tonight. You've coached a lot. You even play an eighth grader right now. Do you ever think you'd do that? You know, the toughest thing for playing junior high kids is is more emotional than it is even physical. Kids are so skilled right now that it really they become special. But emotionally, it's very, very difficult for them to there's part of a young kid's body and mind that becomes a very self-absorption. They see everything in terms of themselves. Mm-hmm. And what you want to do is you want to see the game in terms of everybody else. Um, now, Jaden Moore, who plays for me as an eighth grader, and he's our point guard, um, he's kind of special in the sense that he does see the game a little differently than most. The guy that was I thought was similar to him was Tyus Jones. Well, that's high praise. You never can know if a kid's going to be able to be as good as Tyus is going to be. But he had a special feel. He was able, he was a north-south player, and he could attack. And um, Jaden's doing a very, very good job for us. I mean, he's he's having a little bit ups and downs, but i tell you what, he's far exceeded what I thought he could do. I, I tell you, though, I, I didn't realize it was him when I was, I was at one of your games, and, and then I grabbed the program, and you go, that's the eighth grader? I thought that was a junior. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he just looks like the moment's not too big for him. No, he doesn't. And, he, you know, he's just not afraid to attack. And um, he's he's got a really low and wide center of gravity. So when he's playing with the – when he's dribbling the ball, he gets outside the defender's feet very, very easily, which is really important. Most kids don't do that. They they go to their training facilities. They work on their ball handling. But they're not working on trying to get outside the defender's feet to make him shift, to get his hips turning so then you can – 
go in the other direction and make Ham have to turn his hips again. And um, Jaden does it very naturally. Uh, you've got another Najee there, Elvis Najee. And, uh, again, the Ison play, I think he had eight dunks or something like that. He's he's a big body. <laughs> How does he project to you? What, what What is his upside? You know, he's got more work to do. Um, you know, he's a very, very good player, great, nice kid, superb, supreme athlete. Now, the difference between Zeke and him is Zeke probably had three inches on him. Yeah. Now, he's more of a six seven, six eight type guy, and the problem is, on the next level, that's, that can be, you know, he'd probably project to be like a four-man. And, um, you know, he's really been working on his outside game, his ball handling. Um, he's got to see the floor a little bit better. He has a tendency to hurry. Um, but he's really improved. I mean, in the last um, last night, he didn't play as well. But before that, I think in three games, he had like 80 points and had done very, very well. Um but um, he's still a work in progress, which all these kids are. Everybody is. When, when a college Hopefully coach comes are. to watch, say, Hopkins, and many times you'll have you know, three or four really good you know, Division I uh, players, uh, one of those three or four is probably not going to score a lot of points that night or, or show up you know, statistically in a big way, just the nature of the game. Can college coaches tell, despite what numbers they put up in front of them, if they can play or not? That's the that's the the part that I don't think most people get. They really don't look at those numbers the way everybody thinks. They don't look at the scoring. Royce White, who was you know a lottery pick, averaged fourteen and a half points a game. Yep. He could have averaged thirty a game yep. um, easily, and he was by far one of the best players I've had. Him and Chris Humphries, and but what happens is. Um, he was he had the ability to make other people better. He was a kid that you wanted to play with. And that's the same thing with Amir. Amir goes to the Clippers. And you know, each and same thing with Zeke. Zeke's playing with um what's his name? The big kid from uh the Denver guy, um oh, Jokic. Jokic, yeah. Yeah, and you know, he's gotta understand he's not going in to be a scorer. They don't want him to be a scorer. They want him to be able to knock down shots, they want him to be able to defend, they want him to be able to move the ball. And some of these kids come out and thinking, hey, i got to be a scorer. Well, you're not going in to be a scorer. They want you to do the other things. One of the most unappreciated facts in um, the NBA, and guys, they're looking for guys that can guard one-on-one. If you can shoot the ball and guard one-on-one, you have a shot at things. And, um, and Amir could do those things, and he could pass. His passing was literally phenomenal. I don't think there's been many kids. Royce was very similar to it, but um, he could see over the defense and his ability to hit the open man on time um, was really special. And I don't know if most people even really understand that. Is it possible to guard one-on-one effectively if you're not quick? You know, I think you can. You don't have to be the most quick person, but you have to understand tendencies. I mean, that's why I said Zeke is going to, you know, study – you know, he, we were talking about just the other day, we were just talking about guarding Kyrie Irving, which we thought was the toughest guy to guard that he's guarded. And everybody has tendencies. And what you have to do is you have to understand their tendencies. You have to imprint them in your brain. You have to basically create kind of a memory for it. So what happens is you get this mirror image of what's going to take place, and you can see it's going to happen beforehand. And that's why the study part becomes very, very important. And once you get the tendency down, your ability to anticipate becomes really critical. And he's doing that. And, 
most kids, when they watch a game, they're watching some highlight or they're watching, you know, just watching the game, just kind of enjoying it. Um, you you really got to love the game so much that you're, you want to sit down and really try to figure it out, really study it. And um, you can do it. You don't have to be as quick as everybody thinks. Now, it helps. You know, my nephew, Blake Hoffarber, you know, wasn't the quickest kid, didn't jump the highest, but he could shoot it. He could pass it unbelievably well. Um, he had great instincts and uh, wasn't the quickest kid, didn't jump the highest, but he could shoot it. He could pass it unbelievably well. Um, he had great instincts and, um, you know, he was a, he was a, a top big, big 10 player. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and a smart player, obviously, uh, too. When they get to the summertime, th- does AAU in general uh, develop their skills or is, th- is that just the time where you try to play for exposure and, and, and all that your development comes on your individual work. You know, the problem is I, I think kids make a mistake because they think exposure is, is more critical than it is. If you're good enough, they will find you. I mean, these colleges are looking all over the place, and they're seeing people right away. Even Kerwin's not playing as much as we'd like in North Carolina, um, but he's, he's having a workout with the Nets once the season ends. Um, they're still looking at what kids can do and what, how they project. Um, I think what happens is they, people start going into the AU. The AC season is totally different than high school basketball. Um, it's much more of a pickup game. It's not as intense. It's a looser game. And, um, you know, I think they look at athletic ability. They look at some things that you can show in that, but, um, you're going to have to show more than just AU. Um, even though it still will help, they're going to be looking at you because they're they're studying everything. Because everybody wants, you know, everybody wants to make good decisions um, when they're recruiting. What do you tell your kids about how to select an AAU or a summer team? You know, I try to stay out of it. To tell you the honest truth, I don't do much. The one thing I just tell them is, if you're going to AU, you've got to make sure you're working on your game. You got to make sure you have the intensity in your game. And when you are working on your individual skills, the problem is when I'm working just on my individual skills, you got to be careful because there is no, a lot of times, no culture, um, contextual interference. There isn't a lot of things taking place. And just for me to handle the ball and, you know, beat a, a cone is totally different than beating my man plus someone else that's coming over. Am I going to draw two to one? Can I find the next player? And the guys that end up being really good have that sixth sense of being able to see the other players. Now, if I'm working out even against a cone and I can visualize where the rotations are going to be coming, and there are certain rotations and certain patterns that take place, and kids have to understand those patterns. Um, you know, I think Kerwin's dad, who works out at Drive, will tell you, I mean, when he came to our practices, um, Shaka Smart, um, Roy Williams, all those guys came in, and they were amazed at the detail in the complexity that we were playing with, which we were trying to get them to understand and see. And sometimes that actually hurts us when um, our team-wise because we're working on certain things that in the high school level they might not always have to know or do. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of times we're playing for that next level. We're playing for eliteness. And um, – and I, I and I tell you what they they have to understand that. I mean, they should know if I got the ball and I'm going baseline. Okay, where is the defense rotating? Because if I know where they're rotating, I know what they look for. It's a little bit like you know the Tom Brady effect. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady doesn't have to see things as much because he knows as soon as he sees this guy move, 
he knows that where the next defender yep. is going to be moving to. So he just in a split second, he can make those recognitions and those decisions. And so it's, it's probably more complex than people think, but at the same time, it becomes very easy, but you just have to really know and study what you're looking for. Do you have to be a good shooter to, to, to play college right now? I really think shootings become really, really critical. I, I don't think if you can shoot, you're going to have a tough time playing. Um, in the NBA, you can't play anymore unless you're, you know, seven two and stronger than heck. Yeah, there's um, about three guys like that, yeah. Yeah, and but that's even true in college. Because um, college is becoming elite enough that if you can't shoot, you're going to get shots. Um, you know, the old concept of a coach, I'm open. Well, sometimes there's a reason you're open. Um, <laughs> and you, you do have to shoot the ball. I would, more than anything else now, that, that has become really critical. And the funny part is, even in high school basketball, if you can really shoot, there's generally a place for you if you can defend and pass it all. Ken, always appreciate it. I could talk to you for hours, but I uh, look forward to seeing you here as we head towards the postseason. But thanks for giving us some time. Mike, we love you. Thank you. You bet. Me too. Ken Novak Jr., always fun visiting with him uh, about everything. Take a break. Come back. Sports to the Max. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 